0: guys welcome back to another week here on chase the unknown i'm roger sisk one of your hosts here on chase the unknown today in honor of our brand new podcast appendix launching last week we figured we'd go ahead and play a sample of a few things we have coming up on the podcast you know here on chase the unknown it's been great to be able to have people on and be able to talk about what they're passionate about and why and really give you guys also some practical advice for um, what you can do to chase your unknown, you know, and to continue to hammer that, that thought process, you know, of no matter what phase of life you're in, you can always take steps to identify and go after your unknown, whatever that may be. There, there is no excuse for why you are not in some level chasing your dreams right now. And we just want to, um, inspire you and encourage you guys to use, use this podcast as a platform for that, you know, but with that, um, we do have a little bit of a structure that we want We run. We do have a little bit of a, it's a guided conversation you could say, just because we want to be. At least try to be very intentional about what we're doing here on chase the unknown but also we feel like there's a balance in everything and so we wanted also wanted to create a place where we could have conversations that we're already having just in front of a microphone now about things we are passionate about when it comes to film and tv and popular culture you know how you know how it goes everyone has everyone you talk to have it has an opinion about a, a specific movie or a specific franchise um, or things that are happening in popular culture, you know? And we've had a few of those conversations on here on Chase the Unknown, you know, when it comes to Netflix or uh, when we talk about streaming platforms or such, you know, but the main goal of is to have a much more laid back dialogue style conversation around these topics that we're passionate about when it comes to movies, TV and popular culture. So sit back and enjoy this snippet of what we have coming up here soon on Appenix. And remember, if you enjoy what you're going to hear, or you want to support us here at Right Time Productions, you can find a now everywhere. That's O-P-I-N-X. Just search a on the main search bar on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, just to name a few. Don't forget to subscribe as well. But until then, enjoy this snippet of our pilot episode, where it's myself, Roger Sisk, and my co-host, Trinity, talking about some of our favorite things. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to a brand new podcast, Opiniax, our very first episode. We've already done this intro three times and Trinity's already laughing in the corner.
1: I'm laughing because I thought you said pot instead of (laughs) podcast.
0: Hopefully uh, through this podcast, you're going to get to know us a little bit better and get to see a little bit more of the actual (laughs) dynamic of our our friendship and our relationship, Um, not only through Trinity and I, um, but some of the people that... (laughs) (laughs) Um, I know that I'm close with and Trinity's nosing is close with. By the way, we haven't introduced ourselves. My name is Roger Sisk.
1: And I'm Trinity Dobbs.
0: Yeah, so this is going to be fun. This is going to be a new adventure for us. Um, I'm going to try
1: to stop laughing, but I don't make any promises. It's okay. It's
0: okay. The nature of this podcast, you know, um, we created this, um, you know, just to be more of a kind of a natural, more or less kind of unfiltered um just conversation style piece as opposed you know about um the things we're passionate you know inside movies TV and popular culture you know i know these are these are conversations that i very often have with trinity and p- other people that um i'm great friends with and such you know and i just figured out oh, like why not they they, all, they always end up being fairly entertaining so i was like why not just put a mic in front of us and in, in between and whoever just and just go yo. for it and just say, go for it, you know? Oh so, goodness. This yeah. should be interesting. This should be interesting. Are you? I, I don't know if you guys are quite ready for this. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Because I, I know
1: Roger and I have had the, have conversations like these for several years because we've been friends for multiple years, for those of you who don't know. And every time we've had these conversations, they just get more and more entertaining.
0: More and more entertaining and more and more weird, honestly. But they're
1: also insightful, which is very they are ironic.
0: It ends up be, They end up being so insightful for some odd reason.
1: I, I have yet to understand that, but there's I think it's actually kind of fascinating because there's a lot of conversations I have with people that are just really boring. So, not saying that the people I talk to are boring, but sometimes they're just not are as you? passionate about what I'm passionate about. So, there are different yeah. types of uh, different types of conversations. I, I, I'm i trying to figure out how to word that. I'll have to think yeah, about yeah.
0: it. Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. I yeah. see what you're saying. So, what about, I think, you know, at the end of the day, the reason that we really um, came to... F- found right time productions you know is at the base level is because we're passionate about not only passionate about storytelling but passionate about movies and tv and seeing it done well you know
1: yeah exactly that's i think kind of one of the biggest things is i i've seen a, a lot of movies that i just did not think were that good of quality yeah and when i look back on my on my past my childhood i kind of you know watched all these movies that If you look back on them now, they were not that good of quality. Mm -hmm. They had a good plot line, but they just weren't executed very well. And I don't know if that was just like a budget problem or if that was just, you know, maybe it was somebody's first movie. I don't know. Someone just
0: couldn't write, you know. You
1: know, there's just little (laughs) things. But the older I get and the more into this industry that I get, I realize, you know, hey, that you can fix this and you can fix that. And so I just had this passion for making good quality uh, content. That's yeah. the I want to use content. Exactly. You know, it just makes it, it, it not, not only does it make, it just makes it more real and more authentic.
0: Exactly, if, you it's, know, it's, if it's definitely made it, correctly. Yeah, it, if it's made correctly, you know, I think um, the, the more excellent it's made, you know, I feel like the more power it holds, mm-hmm. you know, and so I think that's leading. What are, what, are um, what are some movies and TV shows that have really kind of inspired you on this journey that we're on now? of um, storytelling
1: um, that inspired me to start this and to start this and
0: start this and then really just inspire okay. you to um, push yourself to be better. Ultimately. Oh goodness.
1: I think, I, I mean, well cause I grew up in a, in a very uh, conservative household. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the movies that I think that really kind of spoke to me were more like um, maybe fireproof
0: mm-hmm. oh yeah. and
1: courageous. Those are both done very well, but they also yeah. had, um, lower lower budgets yeah. for them. There is a movie out called To Save a Life, which yep. I think I is I remember that one. That was good. That's a good movie. That was um, a good film. I really enjoyed that. I felt like um, it was
0: super relevant as well. It was very know?
1: relevant. And I actually actually it was so funny. I was talking to my parents this morning and we were t- I was discussing an issue that I was having um you know with with uh, some of the stuff going on and they mentioned that movie and that's what made me think of it. But I was sitting there thinking about it, like that one made uh it just kind of really hit me. And then I watched a lot of Disney Channel as a kid. Oh, yeah. So, of course, you have the Disney Channel. But I think what what's fascinating about Di- Disney is they are very predictable. But at the yeah. same time, it's still good, relatively wholesome. Well, at least it was back in the 90s, wholesome yeah. entertainment.
0: Exactly. And, and
1: that's really what I prefer because I'm not into all the, you know, every other word. It's a curse word and yeah. there's a sex scene and everything. And those just, yeah. they can be done differently. And I think that you know I don't I don't like all that stuff. It just it's exactly if if it doesn't make sense, why would you do it?
0: It's exactly. kind of my thing.
1: So I think those are kind of the the movies and shows. No, I can't really just name a specific few, yeah. like, but those in general have kind of got me interested. Yeah. And then as awesome. I got into more into them, I mm-hmm. realized you know you can do different things. So like for example. Friends is a show that I really enjoy which oh, yeah. of course you know. That's Roger. been well established. We have established that well.
0: I think we even teased that in the uh, teaser so goodness. that was I love that show. You guys have heard that. And
1: the more I watch it cuz I actually bought the DVD set of off Amazon and um I just I the more I watch it and the more YouTube videos I watch on it and these different things is the more I kind of begin to realize the meaning of why they do what why they chose to do what they did and what yeah. why they did things. because they had a the script, uh, the team that did all the writing, the writing team. Mm-hmm. There was twenty people on that writing team. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. which I think is fascinating. They all had to agree on these things, and yeah. I, I, to me, it's just yeah. the process of doing that. And, but then there's also other shows like um, "How I Met Your Mother" is mm-hmm. a prime example, and yeah. um, you know, Star Wars and Marvel are also just very big. Yeah. In f- not only in film, but just me personally, I just a I love superheroes. I think that superheroes are awesome.
0: Of course. And
1: yeah. I mean. I, mean, I know people who don't think that superheroes are cool. I actually met somebody the other day who said they didn't, they they're didn't like understand superheroes. superheroes. are like superheroes lame, and I'm like, and I I can't grasp that <laughs> concept. To what? me, that's just my opinion. It's a foreign
0: concept to you. I don't understand
1: why you cannot like superheroes. I mean, come on, uh, they're superheroes. Anyway, that's another tangent. What's not the like? At different time, <laughs> but you know, it's just you know, you can th- just the way that they do them because they're all so different.
0: Yeah, and also honestly, too, it's it's really a formatting difference as well. You exactly. Know, as in, you've got, um, you know, Marvel and Star Wars. These these films that are, especially nowadays, are hugely reliant on mm-hmm. special effects. Mm-hmm. You know, for example, you know, a lot of the stuff in... I forget how many effect shots there were in it, were in it but, you know, in Infinity War and Endgame, you know, mm-hmm. they were they were using some humongous yeah. green, green and blue screens. And uh-huh. so I think it's really... As well, just a formatting difference, you know, in terms of you're shooting it this way for for TV yeah. for film, and then when you have a uh, uh, friends or How I Met Your Mother or something like that, you know, where most of the time it's a multi-camera TV show, it's right, it's just formatted differently, where you have mm-hmm. multiple cameras going, you know, and it's um, it's it's much more, I feel like in a way situational as opposed to. Um, creating big, it's more like you said, it's more about the writing as opposed yeah. to creating those big scope moments.
1: You know, and what the other thing is, is you know, like you said, format is you know, Friends was a, and How I Met Your Mother, both were more comedy related. Mm-hmm. Whereas That's if a you, a genre w-
0: difference as well, yeah. Well,
1: a genre difference, but not only, but a comedy thing. And mm-hmm. then if you watch like um, the um, show from the 80s, was MacGyver. Yeah. Of uh, the yeah. 80s and 90s was MacGyver with uh, Richard Dean Anderson, mm. and I grew up watching that show because my my dad actually still to this day they have the entire complete series oh, wow. on DVD, and I remember watching that because I actually learned something out of that show because oh, they yeah. it was it was mainly science based, mm-hmm. so you know it's uh, you know how can you stop this leak? You use chocolate to stop an acid leak, and apparently you know, and because when I realized that the um the way that they write the scripts everything yeah. has to be it has to be true but well i mean and when i say true the facts have to be true so yeah you know, it has like to be fact checked if you quote a book it has to be fact checked if you you know if you're going to talk about a, a disorder or something it has to be fact fact checked mm-hmm. and yeah. that's what i liked about it was you learn learned something out of it too. exactly um and but that but that's not only that but that's a different genre that's a drama versus a comedy, mm-hmm. and, so it's just all these different elements. And to me, it just absolutely fascinates me.
0: Exactly. It's, it's that, uh, like you said, you know, it's really interesting how um, even, t- even you know, today, just in general, whatever, whatever, you have to know the subject topic you're writing about. Because mm-hmm. if you don't have a, I- experience with it, you've got to learn about it, you know, mm-hmm. because exactly. you have to write from a place where you know what you're talking about or you just inauthent- inauthenticate yourself. Yeah. Know.
1: Well, and I think that's what's what fascinated me with acting to begin with was the fact that you know you watch these people play these different characters and yeah. you learn, you have to learn the character and you have to learn about different things and you get to travel too, which is just an added bonus, let's be real. <laughs> but you get to learn things. So if you watch like, um, i was trying to think of, a, of a act, an actress who plays different things. So if you go like... Um, Shailene Woodley, let's use her. Yeah. So you watch her, she played in Divergent. Oh, here we go. As, you know, this this you know Tom Tomboy, you know, person in this, you know, uh a post apocalyptic world. Yeah. And then you see her in the next movie she's in is um oh, what was it called?
0: The Fault in Our Stars. Yes, that I one. The Fault is it?
1: Yeah, The Fault in Our Stars, where she's playing like a can like a cancer patient or some some type of sick person.
0: Yeah, yeah. I can't
1: yeah. can't think of what what it was that they had. I think and, she was, I
0: think she had cancer. I don't remember.
1: But yeah, there was something like that her the um, Ansel Elgort. Yeah. He, he I know he had like and a the like ironic
0: a, thing was that They played, he was his love intre- he was love her in- love interest in the last movie, correct? In
1: fault in the fault in our stories they were lover love interests. In divergent they were brother and sister.
0: Which is just weird.
1: Which is... Who made that
0: casting choice?
1: But think about it, though. I mean, that just, A, proves how talented that they are. Yeah. Uh, first of all, as actors, I can go from that to that. Secondly, you know, it just shows... Well, it just, well A, it really shows their acting abilities, but B, it, yeah. it shows And you that buy it, you know? And you buy it. It's believable. Exactly. So I think that that's just... To me, the whole the whole realm is just fascinating that's, to me.
0: That's interesting.
1: Yeah, 'Cause there's a there's actually a lot of actors and actresses who I see that they'll play, you know, opposite each other on a show and they're, you know, related in real life. Or yeah. they'll, you know, they'll play related people in one show and then have to play lovers in a different show. And yeah. it's just fascinating to me because you learn something about each character and all these different things. So you just yeah. it's like you're like you're an open... like you're a you'd be really good at trivia night. Let's put it that way. I'm trying to think of how to word that, but you'd be like actors are tend to be really good at trivia night, in mm-hmm. my opinion.
0: Yeah, because they just got that endless they, knowledge. They almost.
1: just they learn so much, and yeah. I'm just I never liked going to school as a kid. I wonder how much like of the learn. medical
0: jargon people on medical shows retain.
1: I have no idea. I know that I watched a YouTube video on um, the guy who played Sheldon Cooper from Big Bang Theory, yeah. Jim Parsons. He does it. He doesn't remember any of it. Any of that? Because t- any
0: of that he said um, he
1: remembers, uh, he had to do like a, like a periodic the element song, like a mm-hmm. periodic table element song. Yeah. He had to sing, I haven't seen the entire show, but I've seen a lot yeah. of it. And he still remembers that song, but he has no idea what it yeah. means.
0: I, it's interesting because I, I heard something re- um once where, you know, there's, the, I think it was something along the lines of like, Really good actors can put lines especially when you're on a series can put lines into like their short-term memory. Mm-hmm. Remember it for a few days and then it just goes away. Mm-hmm. And so they can re- they could they can say it backwards and forwards on the day, mm-hmm. but then a year later they can they remember. can't even they couldn't tell you what they said.
1: What was it out? It just
0: stores in that that's really fascinating. It yeah, just stores in that like short-term memory.
1: Like I was watching a um a video it was um Courtney Cox and Lisa Kudrow from Friends. They mm-hmm. were on a TV show. I think it was Ellen. I'm not sure. Okay. But they were playing the game where uh you you have the the headbands where you have the oh face up face or yeah face
0: head, up or something face like up, that
1: something like that where you have the you know, the big, like, tablet above yeah, your head. Yeah. And so they were playing it, but it was friends-themed. And oh. so it was one of those where, you know, like, like the word was smelling down And even they had to describe it to the other person. yeah. But the thing was, is, and you had to remember, and that's mm-hmm. the thing, is they played these characters, so you would think that they would have known them, but it took them a minute to... Yeah. To watch it, and it was fascinating. Of course, I mean, it was like 20 years later. Yeah. Or you know, or the, the example
0: the of musicians that can't even remember their own songs from 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, I know. I just, um, I think it's fascinating that they play these characters for, you know, however amount of, that so long of time frame, and then they, they can't remember. But you're right, it's because as an actor, you have to know the lines on that day and get them. Exactly. Exactly right.
0: Yeah, because well, no one wants to waste it, anybody's time. Yeah, exactly,
1: so. but then you know, after you get that, you don't have to remember it anymore.
0: Yeah, you can. It just goes. You can just let yeah, it go. Yeah, because
1: it, you know it's it's on screen for all eternity. And
0: plus, so. you've <laughs> got to make more room for ne- the next week's lines. Exactly. You know?
1: Especially if you're on, you know, one to two different syndicated TV shows. Show, yeah. Or you know, if you work on Marvel and then you have to go work on Star Wars or whatever.
0: <laughs> I think there's a limited list of people who have actually done that. I don't people think people who have who's jumped done, that who've done fast. both like that. Who have jumped that fast?
1: I mean, I don't know how it works. I I don't.
0: Yeah. But it, you know, you just gotta. Everyone's just trying to get jobs and everything. It yeah. Did, it, yeah. It's it's really. You mentioned MacGyver um, mm-hmm. a few minutes ago. It's really. Uh-huh. I was just gonna mention. It's really interesting how, um, while the quality isn't as good with older shows and older movies, it's really interesting how they still hold up. But you, you I know, think
1: they hold up because they were a they were
0: uh, and that's not a universal statement by any means not everything that was made back then or whatever yeah. holds up well, no but not, not only that far.
1: i think that you know the thing is is they were classic shows is exactly. the thing, and it's and they weren't good quality but that's because their equipment wasn't as good as what we have now either i mean you have to yeah. remember that that this is the original MacGyver for all you viewers, not the new one with Lucas Till. This is the original MacGyver, the original with Richard Dean Anderson, um, which was made in the 80s. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, it was, and I know I watched it through the early 2000s because we had the DVD set, but I know that I think it came out in the 80s, so obviously that quality isn't going to be as good as it is, obviously, here in 2020, but yeah. at the same time, you have to. You know, realize that for that time frame, that time period, that was good quality.
0: Definitely, definitely. So,
1: and it was kind of, wasn't MacGyver like a first kind of show for its time? Because I don't think there's really anybody I'm like sure, that. not sure, honestly.
0: I, I haven't looked there into the history on that.
1: I haven't looked into but I do like the history of, of shows in general. Oh, totally. It's like if you go back and you start with like, for example, this will explain what kind of how I grew up a little bit. We watched Petticoat Junction as a kid. You know what that is? I do not. I didn't think you would. because I've never it, heard of it. It came out well, really, like I want to say the '60s or the '70s. Oh wow! I mean, it's it's older than I Love Lucy. I'm pretty sure, or around the same time as I Love Lucy. But anyway, my my mom loved that show as a kid. My um and my mom uh yeah, so I had to. She watched it, and my mom was born in the '60s, so yeah. I mean, it was around that time frame. So it was pretty much, you know, they all wore. You know, all the old school clothing with, like, exactly. these petticoat dresses yeah. and stuff. But if you watch it starting with, like, that type of show, mm-hmm. and then you go all the way to now, you can just see the difference, not only in the quality of the show, but the quality of the scripts. And you can see what's more relevant now. You can see which ones were popular in the days. And just watch the difference. Yeah. Like, um, you start with petticoat jokes, and then you switch over to, like, Happy Days, I Love Lucy, Golden Girls. Oh yeah.
0: Friends. Or you can jump way back and talk about, for example, like the movie *Singing in the Rain*. Yeah, that was made in 1952.
1: Right, which and that's was. a
0: long time mm-hmm. ago. But to this day, it's still a classic.
1: It's still a classic, kind of. You
0: know, people still do nods to it mm-hmm. occasionally. You know, it's yeah because it's just that it has that classic status. Or the same way we yeah. know with *The Wizard of Oz*. You know, that's yeah. still a very popular mm-hmm. classic IP. I mean, we have. Um, I mean, for the, you know, we have a Wicked now, yeah. you know, that's it's I, I don't know the exact number, but it's in the top highest grossing yeah. shows of all time. Yeah,
1: because it's a it, it's a Broadway and it's uh, a yeah,
0: it's it's in the top three Broadway. highest grossing Broadway shows of all time. Mm-hmm. And so and that directly came out of Frank Albom, you know, yeah, that was inspired by The Wizard of Oz. And so right. things like that, there's still remnants of of classics that have still held up over the mm-hmm. ages.
1: Yeah. I think it's just it's just fascinating to watch how how film and TVs have just changed over the yeah. years. But you can see that they're all still they were relevant for their time and I think exactly. that's what what made them all classics is that they were relevant and relatable. Mm, yeah. For the time frame of the show. Exactly. So obviously, you know, I love yeah. Lucy was the was a show that, you know, that was, I think it was the first married, married couple to be famous. Oh, that may not be I'm right. I'm not sure. That may not Add be right. Up, but. I'm not, don't quote me on that, guys. This is just like I said, this is opinion X. This is my opinion.
0: <laughs> um,
1: but, you know, but, you, you know, they started, you know, they started the show together. And I think, I don't remember if she was the first redhead.
0: Potentially. I, d- I do look that, that, is,
1: that is possible for her to be the first that is, that is possible. Because I know she she's one of the... Well, she's still to this day classified as one of the funniest women of all time.
0: Really? Lucille Ball. Yeah.
1: Mm. Which, I mean, makes sense. Yeah. She's hilarious. It's,
0: it's interesting because I was actually just going to ask you that uh, that question is, what do you think makes a TV show or a movie a classic?
1: <sighs> That's a... <laughs> I don't even know. I think... What,
0: what, def- what defines it as a classic? You know?
1: Yeah, I'm not... Honestly, I, I don't know what would define it as a classic. I know that if you if you watch a show like I Love Lucy, mm-hmm. you can see that when her and her husband, on screen and off screen,
0: yeah.
1: when they're in, in their bedrooms doing the bedroom scenes, they have two separate beds, but they're pushed together. Mm-hmm. So it resembles one bed, but it's two separate yeah. beds. And you can see the line in the middle. Um, but then, if you look at a show like Today, you can see that the, the couple are climbing into the same bed, literally yeah. the same bed. Yeah. Um, and I think that I think that the side by side bed thing was something that was first shown on camera. Yeah, and a I time think frame. too. I don't yeah. know if it was necessarily that show, but it was around that time yep. frame is when they started doing stuff yeah. like that.
0: And I think also, you know, it's it has to do with what's accepted on our screen now. That's true, too. You know, I mean, like, like you mentioned previously, you know, there's almost you can't watch a show nowadays without there being a sex scene somewhere in the show. Yeah. You know, and it's very difficult. It is one of. of those things of you know, you just kind of have to. um, I think no show is perfect you know you you have to kind of just um say okay i agree with this i don't agree with that you know take the take the meat and spit out the bones you know Mm -hmm. um so i don't i don't think any show is perfect but really i think when it comes down to it it really it really depends you know what was acceptable on screen you know like another another example was you know smoking that used to be really common in films you know with gone in the wind uh-huh. gone with the wind and even even 101 Dalmatians you know yeah I mean like you know it, uh, it was very common but yeah. now it's very frowned upon to have a character unless unless you're it's a character statement yeah unless it, it
1: kind of makes it part of the character yeah
0: but it's still so, I would still say it's it's generally frowned upon
1: I, s- I actually agree with that I think it is kind of frowned upon on screen um but uh, actually I think it's kind of indifferent. Yeah, I think most people yeah. think of it more as a bad mm-hmm. habit. Necessarily, I know, but I know the MPa-
0: MPAA was actually considering passing rule that if you should have ca- showed a character smoking on TV, you got an instant R rating. Interesting. But I don't know. I have to fact check that because I'm not I sure if they ever passed that or not. Hmm. But I do. I read an article. Um, I think it was last year that they're considering passing that. But I'm not sure about I the status know. of
1: that's that.
0: No, that's but. I I
1: know if i necessarily would agree with that uh that's just my like, exactly just yeah my opinion i, I though, mean but.
0: i don't i don't necessarily think because like for example like 101 donations boom automatically an r rating
1: yeah and that's a kid's movie yeah and so, so you're i feel me like that it's these,
0: unfair honestly
1: if i'm not mistaken r-rated movies you have to be 17 18 to get I in
0: i think it's 17 17 i think
1: it's 17 too which means that 101 Dalmatians, you have to be 17 to watch?
0: <laughs> no one's going to watch it. No 17-year-old
1: 17 17. is going to watch that unless they are just that obsessed with Disney.
0: But nowadays, it's really, it's interesting how I think the rating system is...
1: Has changed is dramatically. Al-
0: exactly. I think it's almost becoming irrelevant because the ra- the rating system we have now with MP- MPAA because as more things especially now in this time as post covid times mm-hmm. more and more things are being dropped straight to streaming for example you know disney just dropped mulan straight to disney plus yeah as yeah, opposed to you know they were going to have they this they had the actually multiple theatrical release dates set up you mm-hmm. know they had marketed for mm-hmm. and then of course COVID-19 hit, you know, and then yeah. screwed everybody up um, <laughs> and literally, you yeah, know, literally um, and they made the choice of, OK, well, let's instead of pushing this back further until we want to release mm-hmm. it in theaters. Yeah, let's um, let's just drop it straight to Disney Plus, you know, and of course they had the ability to do that because right. they already had the infrastructure set up, you know. Uh-huh and it's a marketing point for them of course. Of course. But then you but then again the traditional format is still there too as well. Mm-hmm. For example with the new film Tenet, you know. Um, that just that's recently just came out in theaters, yeah, you know, yeah. which is an interesting move for them to make. I'm not sure of the numbers on that, but Yeah. Uh, but going seen back to, you know, the conversation about what makes a film or TV show a classic, classic, you know, it's interesting because I think you've got multiple categories of films and TV, you know. Mm-hmm. You've got You got the ones that were instant classics, you know, and then you've got, um, for example, like films where um, films, for example, like uh, if you ever heard of Clue, if the movie Clue that had. um, uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to I um, haven't
1: actually seen that movie. Yeah,
0: um, but the film Clue, you know, Mm -hmm. it's I would consider it a class a classic because it's such a good it's such a good film Mm -hmm. and there are like you watch other other shows or other te- or other movies kind of in that same genre in that film mm-hmm. more than likely they're going to be doing they're going to be dropping some type of reference to clue right um one of the one of the examples that s- comes out really predominantly in my mind is there's an episode of psych um where they heavily heavily kind of um they heavily do a lot of clue references, you know. Where instead of Tim Curry running around at the end doing the explanation, mm-hmm. you've got um, Sean running around at the end doing the explanation, <laughs> you know. And it, it's very much there's there's a lot of nods to the original yeah. clue. And if you haven't seen it, it doesn't make a lot of sense if right. you haven't seen Clue yeah, that, yeah, I
1: haven't seen Clue so it, it wouldn't make sense you should, to me.
0: I would recommend you go watch it it's, yeah, it's we'll a have great to. film
1: interesting I'll have
0: um, to. but then again you know not like you said not a lot of people have seen it mm-hmm. it's not like a Gone with the Wind or a yeah. um, or a, if I'm correct I don't think I don't think Wizard of Oz was even that big of a commercial hit when it came out but oh, now I'm it's one sure. of the first mm-hmm. it's one of the first things that comes up when you say mm-hmm. a classic film you know oh yeah. was there Oz. You yeah, know.
1: actually, you know it's so funny when you say classic my one of the first things that came to my head was Shirley temple,
0: yeah, definitely yeah
1: she she had a lot of film, she did a ton of it as a as a child, um but then also another um, you know other things that come to my head when you say classic is immediately goes to Friends and Golden Girls, yeah, um those are the shows because those were I know that Go- Golden Girls was a classic because. It, it really pertained to real life, and they actually covered quite a few topics that were hard to cover at that time frame. Mm-hmm. But it was also, it wasn't your standard TV show because it was for elderly people in their 50s and 60s, women, that were roommates, which, yeah. which, which made it interesting. Um, because it's something that you wouldn't expect to, to work, but it did. Exactly, and that's kind of how Friends was the same way. Friends, you know, it was they had six main cast members instead of, you know, two or four. Yeah. Um, and Friends was also one where they they covered, you know, obviously the the harder topics as well, but, you know, you have to um, they covered they covered a lot in that show, and they yeah. had Friends was a classic. Yeah. A, For the they had a great cast, they had a great mm-hmm. writing. And they had yeah. great guest guest stars.
0: Exactly, yeah. That,
1: that's what made them a classic, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I love the show, and I think yeah. the highest of that show. I am it's actually sad. addicted to the show, <laughs> sadly. How many times um, have
0: you seen it now? Oh,
1: goodness. Well, I'm in season nine right now. So, again, again for like the upteenth time. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think.
0: Too many. That's the answer.
1: And what the sad part <laughs> is, is I, haven't, I didn't start watching it until, what, 2018?
0: I know, like, uh, when you told ne- me that the other day, just randomly, I was like, what?
1: Yeah, it was 2018 is when I started watching the show because, well, because I, I grew up without cable. We didn't have cable um, yeah. growing up, so we had a DVD player, and that's how I watched Home Improvement, Walker, Texas Ranger, MacGyver, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, the Petticoat Junction, Happy Days, mm-hmm. all those, those right. are what I grew up watching. So whenever I watched cable, what I would watch would be Disney shows. So Disney Channel or Nickelodeon, so like Drake and Josh or... Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, things like that. Oh, yeah. Because I grew up in the 2000s, 90s and 2000s. And so that's what I grew up with. So High School Musical came out when I was like 14. (laughs) So that's when I really got more into the Disney stuff.
0: You were the girl with the Troy Bolton poster on your wall.
1: Oh, I had several Troy Bolton posters (laughs) on my wall. We will put it that way. I actually think... Oh man, I have to If I remember correctly, my wall was covered. There was not a square inch of wall left to be seen. There were so many posters <laughs> on my wall. It was it was a sad oh thing, dear. but I think it's because I didn't have cable growing up. Yeah. So when it, when I was able to learn and understand and actually kind of watch all this stuff, Here's is the when r- I got more addicted. Here's
0: the real question. Was of there course. an Air, Aaron Carter poster on your wall?
1: There was not an Aaron Carter poster okay, on my
0: Okay. That wall. that would've been bad. Cuz that's <laughs> there new was levels. Not that's new levels of, like, of uh, uh, <laughs> Disney, Nickelodeon fandom.
1: Yes. No. I Growing up, it was just me and my sister. And so mm. when I started getting into all this stuff because of the friends that I had mm-hmm. um, and because I was in, an older than my sister. So my sister is younger than me. And so she and I started getting into the same stuff at the same time. So my poor dad, I feel so bad for him. <laughs> so it's it's just me and my sister. So he has two daughters who are obsessed With High School Musical and all this stuff, so he had to watch all this stuff with us, whether he wanted to or not. So High School Musical and then Hairspray and you know all those, all that stuff and and then of course, of course you know he's married to my mom and my mom's favorite movie is The Sound of Music.
0: Oh yeah, my mom loves that movie. It's my
1: mom's ultimate favorite movie as well, and so there were musicals just throughout Mm. the 2000s in our house, and it was so funny. So I I I just feel bad for my dad.
0: I remember growing up. and my 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 mom and I would watch The Sound of Music, mm-hmm. and she, but the funny thing is she'd she'd stop the movie right after right after Maria got married. Why? And so I would for the longest time. That's when I thought the movie actually ended. <laughs> it wasn't until I actually revisited the movie myself uh-huh. years later,
1: really, that
0: I was like, wait a minute, there's more to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I realize why she did it, you know. Because why? they really got start going into the the whole Nazi stuff and uh, all that. Oh yeah, um, that's right. You know, the uh, where Rolf ends up being a Nazi yeah, and they, they have to escape across the hills and all that that stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and I think I think the reason she did that was just because, um, you know, like, why show like I, I was a I was under ten probably. Oh,
1: okay. If you I, was, uh, that I was I was under make ten. Sense. You that know, would make and sense so
0: then. and so I would I, I understand that. Now, mm-hmm. like I said, it wasn't until I was in my mid teens that I realized that right. oh, there's more to this movie. You know, I mean yeah, yeah. I I think she made the right decision. You know, I, if yeah. I was had a kid that was six, seven, you know, and yeah, we were watching silent music, I'd probably stop it there too. I
1: think yeah, I have you to know? agree. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that, but at the same yeah. time for a child of th- of that age, I I can understand why she would Exactly. It's it. it's one
0: of those things of so. they do. It's one of those interesting things. You can go even go into an educational conversation here in terms of, yeah. okay, like, obviously your kids need to know, need to learn about these events, you know, such as World War II, the yeah. Nazis, Hitler, all that stuff. You know, but when, at what age do you teach them that? Yeah. You know. Exactly. Um,
1: I, I don't necessarily think that five or six would be the right age exactly. to do that. But I also think that, you know, if they're fourteen, they probably ought to know oh, totally. something by that point. Oh, totally. So, no, I mean, and I, I have no kids. I don't understand. I don't either. How so that this works is just either? Completely out this of our This is butts, just so. our opinions. But at the same time, I Again, mean, if opinion, I was so. if I was five or six, I would have been terrified of Nazis. Oh yeah, I would have like too. That that would have freaked me out. That would, especially that but that
0: scene when they're hiding in the. Hiding in and the being um, cl- the cemetery. Hiding. It's like a cemetery, but yeah. it's in the um nun. Yeah, it's in the um the the I, I don't know what it's uh, called. The the place church? where the nuns live. So the church. The place where the nuns live. Yeah. I have no clue what I'm it's called. I'm Not sure what that's called either. Not a monastery because that's, <laughs> that's where that's monks where monks are. Things, not
1: nuns. Um, <laughs> I I don't. The ch- I'll just
0: call it the church. Okay. The the, they they're hiding in the graveyard in the church, you yeah. know, and then. Um you know Mr. Von Trapp comes out and he's like put down the gun down put the gun down Rolf. The gun You know, down. that would have freaked me out as a kid. Yeah. And especially so when
1: he <laughs> was in love with the daughter.
0: Oh yeah, that that so. would have freaked me out. Yeah. That would have freaked me out. I mean, seriously. Although I think so. cuz
1: I, I don't remember when I started watching that movie, but I know we watched it all as a, you know, as kids. I think we were 10 or so yeah. when we started watching it really. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite scenes though was when they are leaving where when the uh, Nazis go to leave mm-hmm. and the, the nuns come oh, up to the yes. other one and say, we have done yes. some, we have we sinned. Have, we have sinned, And mother. then they're holding the car parts. <laughs> and I'm sitting here like, yes, there is still hope for humanity. But it's <laughs> one of those scenes that kind of makes you realize they did something, quote unquote, bad, but they did it for the right reason, you know? Yeah. And I think that that's kind of why I love film so much is because mm. you can say things like that Without actually saying things like that, and you, does that and, make sense?
0: And honestly, it's it that that moment in the movie really is a statement.
1: It is. It's a huge statement. It's. I mean, if you you know, if you believe, you have to go with what you believe and what yeah. you think is morally right or wrong. Mm-hmm. And even though they admit it, you a know, well, mother. What I value have do
0: you? What value do you as a? Yeah. Your your individual put on morality. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Where where are your morality? Now their morality was there where they felt like. Stealing that out Mm -hmm. of the car was a sin. Yeah, where some people might not, you know.
1: Yeah, but at the Uh, same time, they knew that they knew what they were doing when they did it, though. So that's the other thing is, you know, they knew what they were doing, but you know, they were doing it for, you know, they believed for their friend doing it for what they believed in.
0: It's really interesting because I would be willing to bet that, um, like we said, that was a statement. I Mm -hmm. I would be willing to bet that statements like that weren't really being made a lot. In film back then. Yeah. during at that time. Yeah, I'm, I'm not you sure, know?
1: but I, I, I can, I would agree with that, actually.
0: That, so it, that, those type of, you know, moral statements almost weren't being made, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, but if you want to talk about funny moments in the movie, though, that, <laughs> that is, it's a very deep moment. But to you can me, go it's just like, I just smile every that time. That you can go into, mm-hmm. but it's also one of the funniest scenes in the whole movie. Oh, I agree. You know, it's, I have sinned. And they just pull it out. Mother you know? <laughs> uh,
1: uh, what, what is uh, it they call a mother, I think it's mother, it's Mother, I,
0: have, I think it's just mother I mother have sinned. Mother I have sinned. I think so. I, I, think I have two. The, oh,
1: Reverend Mother. That's what they call it. Reverend, Reverend Mother. mother I, I have sinned, Reverend Mother.
0: Or something like that. And yeah.
1: I, or... Er, Reverend Mother, I have
0: sinned. Uh, I, I too,
1: Reverend Mother. And I'm like, what are you? What did you guys do? Because you could just see this look like, on She's like, what their is face. it, my so,
0: child? <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. And then they hold out these car parts, and I'm sitting here just, like, dying laughing. Even though it's one of those, like, it's it's almost like when you're in the theater and it's so quiet, but you bust out. You have to bust yeah. out laughing. It's yeah. just like you don't know what to do.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's, it's I remember growing thing. up, I loved the puppet show scene yes i loved that i was like i want to do a puppet yes. show after i watched that uh-huh. if you for all of you guys out there listening that don't know me personally you know i'm a huge list person i have got i've got fond memories of you know coming back from the theater or from whatever it was um you know with my family or friends whoever it was and always the first question i asked when i got back in the car was what was your favorite part what was your favorite part what was this <laughs> what was that it's always asking questions what like was your that favorite you know part? Exactly. Exactly. You know. And so for me, I'm a huge list person. Mm-hmm. I'm always like, okay, what was your favorite part? What was this? What was that? Like, so I want to ask you, Trinity. Okay. If you had to think about it, movies, in terms of movies. Okay. What is what? Would, if someone asks you right now, what your top five movies right now of all time?
1: top 5 movies of all time right now oh my gosh that's
0: a loaded question that is a
1: very loaded question it's a loaded question,
0: question but it's very uh, a me question to ask it is <laughs> it
1: is a very you question
0: well guys I hope you enjoyed hearing that clip from our pilot episode of Apex if you want to hear the answer to the question i asked trinity that we left off on what are some of her favorite movies of all time you'll just have to go listen to the full episode which is now available on the Apex feed on your favorite podcasting platform just search opinx or right time productions on your favorite podcasting platform we'll be back next week with a brand new normal episode of chase the unknown but remember no matter where you are in life no matter what stage you're in remember to always chase your unknown